Hey friends, just so you know, we enjoy the swear word and we rely on good old fashioned humor to get through some seriously dark subject matter. At no time do we intend any disrespect toward the victims or families of the victims in the cases we cover. Also, be sure to listen to the end for a few palate cleansing bloopers to reset your mindset. And with that, we thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy. Hello, friends. Welcome to Crime Will Tell. I'm Jamie. And I'm Carrie. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Doing all right. Sipping on a little bourbon, so I'm feeling good. I love it. Okay, are you ready for this case? Is it a doozy? It's different. This one was actually suggested by my dear friend, Olivia Edwards. Olivia! Who I have known since we were probably seven years old. Oh, Olivia, I am so sorry. I know, I know. She is one of my, like, ride or or dies. Yep, and she does not listen to podcasts. What? I'm going to make her now, but she loves true crime, but she's a watcher, not a... She's a watcher, not a listener. Yeah. And so she was, but she was like, have you heard of this case? And I was like, I have not. And when I looked at it, I was like, oh my God. Okay. This is kind of one of those cases that like freaks me out a little bit because it's so fucking random. Oh. Like as we see, there's a lot of patterns. There's a lot of like typical stories that you see in true crime. It's usually someone's murdered by someone they know there's an affair there's money whatever like there's just kind of these themes that run through these stories but some murders are committed by total strangers which freaks me out a little bit because it just means that like any of us could be in the wrong place at the wrong time and that anyone could unfortunately be the victim of a crime I agree. Like people are just like, do, 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 tootling on with their day. Yeah. And they have no idea that they're going to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And yeah, I mean, when you think about how many billions of people are in the world and where you are, what's the statistical probability of somebody being in the wrong place at the wrong time with somebody else that has murder on their mind? Right. You're right. That is probably it's crazy. crazy scary. Yeah. Take a sip. We have, we're going to start a new podcast called Gloomy Outlooks. (laughs) (laughs) But true crime, seriously, like, you know, murder and, you know, malicious intent and all of that stuff. I, for one, I want to know, like, how can I prevent? But when it comes to random, how do you prevent that? This one is just one of those. It's like, damn. So this one's for you, Olivia. We're going to talk about a lady named sky mims oh that's a really cool name yeah Mm. i mean calm down don't get too excited because oh you'll see oh yeah so sky raven marie mims what seriously yeah that's two middle name mims yep okay so but sky mims so she was born on march 6th 1993 oh she's young yeah she's a baby In Detroit, Michigan, she was the youngest of three kids. She had an older brother and an older sister. 
She was raised in a very religious household and had a really, really big extended family that spent just a ton of time together. So she just had this huge like network of family. They were all really close. And she was especially close with her cousin, Candace. And when they were teenagers, the two of them decided to get into modeling, which quickly became Sky's passion. She was just like, I want to be a model. She also danced and sang and wrote poetry and she rapped, you know, so she just really wanted to make it big in the entertainment industry. And she loved being in the spotlight and entertaining people. In high school, she played basketball and got really great grades. Like she just kind of had it all. She was doing it. She graduated fifth in her class in 2010, and she started college at Wayne State University, which is is in Detroit. Is that fifth cum laude? (laughs) I think so. It definitely fifth cum. (laughs) Nailed it. Absolutely. I graduated high school fifth cum laude, just so you know. I'm like, I graduated enough to fucking leave the day after I graduated high school. (laughs) True fucking story. I was like, bye. Anyway. So she started college at Wayne State University in Detroit. But after a semester, she was like, you know what? Fuck all this. I was born to be an entertainer. And she dropped out. So she really just wanted to focus on modeling and dancing and rapping. And she really started like promoting herself over social media. So she was just like really putting herself out there. And she is a self-described rapper, songwriter, producer, model, artist, lover, and motivator. So samesies, Sky. Samesies. I'm just get- okay, not samesies for you, but I'm just gonna go out on a limb. And- <laughs> I'm, go- I'm gonna go out on a limb, moving on, to say college is not for <sighs> everyone, especially the creative souls, right? College is not for everyone. So every all the parents listening to this, if your child is like, I'm not going to go to college, sometimes that's okay. Yeah, you can support that shit. Mm-hmm. Or if they're like, you know what? I want to do heating and cooling. I was going to say what? the you're trades. Gonna have a job. Yeah, you're going to have a job for fucking life. You're going to make great money. Do it. Back to the story. In 2012, Sky's mental health started to decline. Oh, no. Big changes to her personality became noticeable to her family and the people around her. She was... So in 2012, how old was Sky? So she graduated high school in 2010. So she would have been 20, I believe. Okay. I was just trying to think, is that sort of the time frame of when, like if somebody has bipolar disorder or if somebody, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it, it kicks in after, like when brain synopses are starting to fire and hormone shifts and okay i just was curious your spot am i onto something here you are okay so in 2012 her mental health started to decline she was 20 years old got it yeah and so like her family just kind of started noticing these big changes she was becoming really withdrawn and then Mm. would become like really aggressive and angry so she was just having Mm. these big mood swings downs yeah Mm. um and she was also starting to kind of get paranoid and was slacking like on our personal hygiene. Like she wasn't showering or eating, just wasn't caring about herself. And so her family was becoming really concerned at that point. And they actually took her to the emergency room a few times, like for a mental health evaluation, but she was never like actually admitted 
or like and receive like a full just a complete like mental health evaluation she was told that she should see a therapist and they recommended that she take antipsychotic meds but she never did either of those which is mm. fantastic so in spite of these changes to her mental health like she was still really focused on making it big and just launching her entertainment career so that was just like number one for her so she ends up connecting with a dude named Kyle Alexander Music Harwood. Now, what? you know, if your nickname is music, you're fucking legit. Are there air quotes around music? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. So he was a friend of her sister's and a music producer, also probably should be in quotes, living in Dalton, Georgia. Okay. And so I looked up Dalton and it's it's kind of in the northwest part of the state near the Tennessee and Alabama borders. Okay. Okay. And it's about an hour and a half from Atlanta. Cause I was curious. I was like, oh, where okay. Yeah. So, like where is it? That's actually yeah. really helpful because I, I failed geography in high school. And that's so okay. Thank and you. that's okay. Yeah. You're welcome. And so he told sky that he, you know, really wanted to help launch her music career and that he was like, you need to get your ass to Atlanta. Cause that's where it's at, which is true. That's where, Oh, I, I there's, didn't a, realize there's that. a big like hip hop scene there. Yeah. So, okay. That's right, because she was a self-described rapper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she does it all. So in 2013, she became super focused on making the move to Georgia. And she also started becoming obsessed with winning the lottery because it's easy money and the perfect way to help make it big. Like if you okay. just have this like money, you can just pump it into your, you know, making yourself famous. All right. Two, two things. Number one, who isn't obsessed with winning the lottery? And number two, hope is always a strategy. Exactly. But she was she was hanging out outside the lottery office in Detroit. She was just kind of like chilling out there and she watches a guy. I don't like I don't know if she was like, this is how I win. I just go right to the source. Like I, I really don't get it. No, this is a mental health thing. So, but she watches a guy come outside, start a car, and then go back into the building. And so this dude, whose name, his name is Christopher, he was driving his fiance's Kia Soul and went outside to warm it up. It's fucking cold in Michigan. And so he he went outside to, you know, start the car before he left. So, but Sky was like, uh, fuck yeah, I guess I'm getting to Atlanta now, dummy. <gasps> and so she stole the car as this dude is watching out the window. So, of course, he's kind of like keeping his eye on it as it's running. Grand Theft Auto. Watches a person get in, steal this car. So, of course, he calls police and reports that a tall person, likely a white male with blondish brown curly hair, had taken the vehicle. So, Skye has this car. She heads south from Detroit to Atlanta, just kind of on a whim, because now she's like, I got a way to get down there. So, I'm just going to fucking book it to Atlanta. And without any real damn plans, she gets down there and she's actually just kind of living out of this vehicle that she stole. So she reaches out to Kyle, music. Music producer. Yeah. Who told her that she could stay at his father's house. I'm not really sure what the situation was, why it was empty or whatever. But so she crashes there for a few months. Then she ended up moving in with Kyle and his girlfriend. So things started out really great with this threes company like living arrangement. They seemed to get along great. Kyle was really trying to encourage and guide Sky's music career. So they were hanging out a lot with another up-and-coming artist, Keisha Jones. 
And they were just like partying and making music together, just encouraging each other. And I'm going to go ahead and say there's like reference in a lot of articles that I read to his girlfriend. And I can't figure out if Keisha Jones is his girlfriend or if she was just a friend that was just kind of in this music mix. Okay. But there's, I, I can't figure out if when they reference There's no clarity. If it's, yeah, if it's Keisha or if there's another person in the mix too. So I apologize. But so anyway, the three of them are hanging out a lot, just making music, rapping, drinking, hanging out. Things seem to be going well. But while they're hanging out, Sky's like, you know what? I am, need to win the lottery. And she like Same just girl. would not let it go. So and she was obsessed. She was, yes, okay. definitely was becoming obsessed. And specifically, there was a ticket where you could win $500 a week for life, which isn't a billion dollar jackpot, but like $500 a week for your whole life. Like that's, that's two grand a month. That's, that's enough to put towards a mute, you know, a hobby yeah. or whatever to help build her career. And so she like became focus on that and she was certain that if she won she could fund her goals of being musician and that just everything would kind of fall into place for her so she was singularly focused on i need money in order to achieve my goals so if if i want to achieve my goals i have to get money easiest way to get money is the lottery so i gotta win the lottery so what do i need to do okay yeah and that's like consistent money for the rest of your life i mean i sure as fuck would take 500 dollars a week for the rest of my life that would be amazing hell yeah but she was also like around this time was like starting to show just some real strange behaviors like and unstable yeah just so they were kind of like oh what's she fucking doing and like apparently one night they were out at a bar and she just took off her shirt ran up on stage and started rapping she was like hey everybody these are my titties and this is my sweet ass rap boom and was just topless just nobody no was deal. paying attention to her rap but she i think thought like all oh, these fuckers love my music like this is great but why take off your shirt i don't i don't know wow so this isn't great you know what i mean like, yeah no this not... is unusually not good behavior right and i mean she's lucky she wasn't arrested for indecent exposure or something else but so it's just kind of like okay all right this guy's getting a little weird but whatever and kyle music said that one night he woke up like kind of just in the middle of the night and sky was in bed with him totally uninvited she just was there and of course he was like completely startled and he was like what the fuck are you doing in my bed and she said you almost died in your sleep last night and then just got up and left mm-hmm. so he's like uh okay okay that's a fun fuck. joke to play on someone right yep. said no one ever yeah exactly so, and another night they got into an argument and she just started screaming at him in what he describes as a Jamaican accent. And she said, I'm just going to walk to Africa, uh, which you can't do, Sky. But also what? So did anyone decide that maybe they wanted to like contact her parents or contact a mental health I don't know. facility? I mean, I don't, or- I don't think that they had that kind of relationship. I don't think they were really like close enough where there's actual caring involved. Yeah. Like I care for you. And this is not, this is not right behavior. It's not like he grew up with her and knew what her normal 
personality should have been like. I think it was just kind of like this bitch is getting weirder and weirder okay, all that's fair. the time. Yeah. And so like she her behavior was obviously getting more and more out of control. So on her 21st birthday, which was March 6th of 2014, they ended up going out to a club to celebrate. And at the club, they played one of her tracks, like of her rapping. And people seemed to really, you know, be into it. And so she was just like on top of the fucking world. It was her birthday. They're playing her track. People are into it. She's just like, holy shit, this day could not get better. So she buys one of the $500 a week lottery tickets and thought, my dreams are going to come true. But the ticket obviously was not a winner. And she just like lost her mind. She was just cussing. She was throwing shit. Her winning that lottery jackpot was the key to her making it big. Anything short of that, she was just like devastated. Oh my God. They're like, calm down. Like, you typically don't win on a ticket. Like her reaction is very unusual and very intense compared to like, oh, we didn't win. Maybe next time. So two days later after her birthday, she went to a Walmart and she ended up buying a roll of red duct tape, a red bandana, some plastic gloves, an airsoft pistol, a knife that would have been used for like filleting fish. And some black spray paint. Just the necessities <laughs> to get through the weekend. Whatever. The Who staples. doesn't buy that on a weekly basis? Yeah. Yes. Like, no That's bread, true. Sky? What are you doing? If I were the checkout person, I would be like, okay, when are you planning? Yeah. What are you up to, girl? Let's, uh, let's she ended up spraying the pistol black because, like, these airsoft pistols usually have, like, an orange tip or, like, a... Oh, yeah. Because they're you know, bright. They're vibrant. And they're, like, fun. indicate and- that they're fake not a real gun right and so she spray painted it to make it look real and she put duct tape on the bottom of her shoes duct tape yeah so that you can't tell her her tread girlfriend is smart like i don't want to say this but girlfriend is smart well you say that now oh is she really fucking dumb (laughs) well okay so the next night which would have been march 9th of 2014 so three days after she turned 21 yeah She takes all of her new Walmart purchases, puts them in a duffel bag, and leaves the house. And she goes to three different gas stations and ends up asking the clerks, like, hey, how much money do you guys have in the register? And do you have a safe? Okay. Red flags one and two. Exactly. And so they're like, uh, what? I'm pretty certain that they weren't like, well, we keep about, you know, they're probably like, It's none of your fucking business. Why are you asking these questions? Yeah. And so she didn't get like super great responses, I'm sure. So she like would leave the store and just go on to the next one. So she then went to, I'm probably going to butcher this, the Kanku Express gas station. It's K-A-N-K-U. Kanku Express. Kanku. I don't know. Kanku. I don't know. One of those. It sounds right. We're trying, people. We're trying. Yeah, it's, it is, you know, yeah. So it's whatever express gas station in Dalton, Georgia. She was wearing black pants, no shirt underneath. I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. What? She wasn't wearing a (laughs) shirt under her pants? That's so weird. (laughs) Hello, bourbon. So she, she was wearing black pants, a black hoodie, and a, like, a 
bag, like a crossbody bag. But yes, in the footage, like it looks like she, I don't think she's wearing a shirt on any. She just kind of had like her hoodie open. Okay. Whatever. So there's floppy titties. Maybe. I don't know how much it was zipped, but it was just kind of like, why isn't she wearing a shirt? Okay. Under her pants, especially. What? So she I ended all, up. I always wear a shirt <laughs> under my pants. Same. <laughs> Each leg has its own shirt. So. She goes in and she ends up just like kind of going to the restroom. And she briefly talked with the clerk that was working, whose name is DK Shadhari. It's either Chadhari or Shadhari. I'm going to go with Shadhari. And I will butcher his name if I try and pronounce the what the DK stands for. So we're just going to go with DK. Okay. And so then she so she goes to the restroom talks with him for a second, and then goes back outside to the parking lot. There were people in the store. So after these other customers leave, she goes back in, goes back to the restroom, where she stayed for several minutes, like 20 minutes, like a significant amount. And he's probably like, she is shitting all over. I can't wait to get back there. That's going to be great. But she ended up changing into a white hoodie, which she had tied really tight. Like pictures of me as a child where it's cold outside and I have like my hoodie so tied she was, as tight as I could. She was channeling Kenny from South Park. <laughs> from South Park, yes. Okay. So she has that tied really tight. She put on these like giant aviator glasses and a red bandana. So basically like her face is covered. She also put on a pair of latex gloves and had the roll of duct tape that she'd bought around her wrist like a bracelet. So she comes out and DK, the clerk, sees her come out and he's like, oh, fuck. Like, this isn't this isn't great. And there's a room in the store that was kind of like the kitchen where the the food prep equipment was like the fryers and fridges and stuff like that, where they put the food out. So he started to walk back to that room. I think he was kind of trying to just play it cool. But before he could close the door, Sky runs and pushes the door open. And she's holding what to him appears to be a real gun. And they start kind of scuffling around. DK ends up falling on the floor on his back. And he knocks the gun out of her hand. So it slides across the floor. And she starts just punching and kicking him. And she gets out the knife and she ends up stabbing him twice. The first stab was to his left arm and the second went into his left side. And so he, and like, he just starts bleeding really bad. She then takes the duct tape off her wrist and starts wrapping it around his mouth and his eyes and his nose. And she was actually like kind of pinching off his nose and his mouth, trying to suffocate him. And I'm sure to try and kind of keep him quiet while this is all going on. In this back room with the door closed, there are actually customers coming in and out of the store who are all just confused because there's no one working. And some of the people waited in line. Some people became impatient and just kind of left money on the counter and took what they bought and left. Sky ended up coming out of the room and told customers that they needed to leave the store because they were having to close early. So after all of the people had left, she opens the register, takes around $200 in cash. She tried to open the safe in the back room, but obviously couldn't fucking do that because you don't, you know, she's not a fucking 
case cracker. And she goes back to the counter and pulls out every single of the $500 a week lottery tickets. She only grabbed that kind, which is weird. There's like a bunch of other lottery tickets, but she was just fucking focused. She goes back into the kitchen area where DK's now dead body is lying and she stuffs all of the cash and the tickets in her duffel bag. And then she just like toots out of the store back into her stolen Kia and then drives back to Kyle's house. Holy shit. Sky had a plan. Kind of. Poor DK. I know. What's interesting is that she singularly was focused on those $500 lottery tickets. Exactly. Like everything, it's almost like everything she did, her whole plan was, how do I get my hands on those $500 lottery tickets? I've bought some lottery tickets in my day. I'm not obsessed, but like they scan them. Is there not some tracking for these that if like a hundred tickets get stolen from a convenience store and one of them happens to be a winner that it's not like flagged? Oh, I didn't even think of that. I don't know. I don't, there's gotta be some mechanism of, of. Cause you could just scan them until you find like a thousand dollar winner, yeah. pay 25 bucks for the ones that weren't winners. Yeah. There's, you know what I mean? There, there has to be some kind of theft prevention schema. I don't know. I don't know. I, sh- I didn't even think of that. It just didn't make a lot of sense as to why that was her plan. It's like rob a bank, get cash. Well, clearly Sky Girl has some serious mental illness on board. And yeah. when that happens, you're not thinking clearly. You're just not. You don't have the capacity to think clearly. Yeah. Okay. So she just left in her stolen Kia. She she fucking killed DK. She stole a shit ton of lottery tickets for the $500 a week thing. Yeah. Okay. Heads home. Like, no big deal. So after Sky left the store, some other customers ended up coming in. And they kind of walk up to the counter and they're like, what the fuck? nobody's working what are we doing and they notice that there's actually money on the floor behind like the register and they're like oh shit so it was like a guy and two two women and he kind of starts walking around and he's like what the fuck like this isn't right and so he ends up walking around the store and noticed that the kitchen door was open so he peeks in he can see DK lying on the floor and walks out and he was like, guy, you know, he grabs the other two women. He's like, let's go. Don't touch anything. They kind of like leave. They call 911 and he reports what appears to be a robbery. And he's like, you know, there's a victim who's either seriously injured or dead. The dispatcher from 911 was asking if DK was breathing. So one of the females ends up going back in. She kind of walks a little bit farther into the room and she's like, no, he's, He's Hmm. dead. Like he's not breathing. And so they just kind of stay outside the store. I'm sure keep people from coming in and wait for police to get there. So when police do arrive at the scene, they're kind of a little bit baffled by what they find because it's not what you would typically find with a robbery. The safe hadn't been opened. It was messy. There's money on the floor. Yeah. And it just didn't seem like the level of violence against DK matched what had actually been taken. And I mean, just like bank employees, convenience store employees are trained that just like if anybody comes in, just give them what they want. We don't want anyone to get hurt. So the fact that he had been murdered, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Overkill for the, for the what the scene looked like. Yeah, it, hap- it was like the murder happened before the robbery 
versus sometimes murder happens like in the midst of a robbery if things right. go wrong. So is, they're just kind of like, was he a target? Like what, what the fuck happened? So they're, as they're like investigating the scene, they find a Blackberry, which takes us back a little bit, a phone, a Blackberry <laughs> phone um, near DK's body, which had slid partway under the fry machine, I guess, like one of the big fryers in this kitchen area. And they just assumed that the phone was his. And so they weren't like super concerned about it at first. They just thought maybe it fell out of his pocket or something. So quickly a little bit about DK. Like this makes me really sad. He was a 37 year old Indian immigrant who had lived in the U S less than two years. Oh my God. Yeah. He initially lived in New Jersey when he came to the U S he lived in Chicago Illinois and then moved to Tennessee and eventually settled in Dalton, Georgia, where this took place. He was known to just be incredibly kind and helpful and hardworking. And the people that were regular patrons of the store absolutely loved him. Like, I, I kind of feel like convenience store workers are a little bit like bartenders <laughs> because yeah. you have like your regulars, the people who come in every day for like cigarettes or lottery tickets or beer or coffee or whatever. You kind of see the same people over and mm -hmm. over. And these patrons become familiar with the clerks and often build like a good rapport, good, you know, friendships. And it just seemed like everybody really loved DK and just it just made it extra heartbreaking because he just sounded like he was a really sweet guy and had come here to make a better life and this was his ending and it fucking sucks so yeah um but they they did an autopsy on his body and it determined that he did not die from the suffocation from the duct tape that she oh good put all over his face um and from her like manually trying to suffocate him the medical examiner confirmed that the cause of death was from the, the stab wounds that he'd sustained. Like he ended up bleeding out because the knife wound to his side hit a major artery. Mm. So he ended up bleeding out. He would have been alive for a few minutes after being stabbed mm. and she attempted to suffocate him, which sucks, but it's not like he suffered for an hour, you know, right. before. Uh, so it's trying to get as much silver lining as we can. Yeah, exactly. So they were, police were unable to find any useful DNA evidence on his body. So they ended up going to the video surveillance footage from the store. And thank you, Jesus, the cameras in this place actually worked. I was going to ask if there was video surveillance. Like in so many cases, they do not. And or there's, they're fake. Right, or they get, like, recorded over every 10 mm -hmm. minutes or whatever, and you're like, what the fuck? So any questions that they had about what happened were answered because the entire incident was caught on camera. Oh. There was a camera, in, like, multiple cameras in the store. There was a camera in the back room. Like, wow. you, can, you can watch, unfortunately, the footage of her stabbing him. The entire thing is that must have been horrific for the investigators to watch. Yeah, because I think you're probably maybe expecting to get bits and pieces, but like the whole robbery and murder were like right there on fucking tape, yeah. which is horrifying. But because of the disguise that she was wearing with the hoodie and the bandana and the sunglasses, they weren't able to immediately make out 
you know, the identity of the killer. And because she was so tall, were they even confused as to like gender? Exactly. Yeah. It just looked like a tall, thin male, really. And there weren't any, like as many cameras as there were in the store, there weren't any in the parking lot. So they Mm. weren't able to see a vehicle that the assailant would have gotten into or which direction they would have fled. That's kind of surprising that with all of the video cameras that were operational inside, that there weren't any focus on the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe there just weren't any in that direction or clear or something. I don't know. But I was like, that's weird. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe she parked like in not a parking spot that wouldn't have been covered by cameras. Yeah. But after committing the the robbery and the murder, Sky just goes back to Kyle's house where he and his girlfriend were. And she just like had kind of been acting weird anyway, but they were like that night they were like, you all right. Like she just kind of came in and seemed a little flustered or whatever, like just like something had happened. And so I'm sure she was like, does anybody have a quarter? Because I have some tickets that I need to scratch off. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, but I, I feel like they could just tell that she was like a little off, like something was weird. But at that point, Hmm. everything she did was fucking weird. So Without a ton of evidence, police ended up looking into the phone that they found at the scene. The Blackberry. Yeah. And it became super fucking obvious real quick that it was not DK's phone. Because there were like selfies and family photos and stuff that were obviously not his. And there were videos of a female rapping and dancing. Uh. And they're like, who is this multi-talented gem? This triple threat that is just blowing our minds. How have we just learned about this person? We just stumbled upon the most talented human on the planet. And so they made and put out, do you know this ding dong posters? You know how they put them out. And... (laughs) put out posters and they had news reports with Sky's picture from her phone. And they were like, you know, she's just wanted for questioning and a crime. Well, one day Sky's mom and her brother were watching the news and Sky's picture pops up and they're like, do you know this person? And they're like, uh, yeah, we sure do. I know her. Um, her mom's like, I birthed her. We were roommates for nine months. I'm familiar. <laughs> and there must be some, fucking mistake because she's just like i'm gonna call police to clear things up because there is no way that my god-loving smart talented daughter could be capable of something so hideous so she calls police and it's just like yeah that's that's sky mims there's a mistake here yeah but you got the wrong person so (laughs) that was happening but someone from kyle's house It's not clear who, if it was Kyle or his girlfriend or anyone else who fucking knows, someone called police and were like, yeah, I know exactly who that is and where you can find her. So they gave the address of where Kyle's house was and police ended up just kind of starting out. They like just were staking out the residence for a few days and were just kind of watching her leave the house here and there. Mind you, in this stolen fucking kia from michigan and on the afternoon of march 13th 2014 so this would be four days after the murder i believe sheriff's deputies and u.s marshals go to to kyle's house 
where they find Sky naked. And she kind of tries to escape, but there's obviously like way more of them <laughs> than her. So she's like, whatever. And whilst just standing totally naked at the top of the stairs, she told them, you caught me red handed. Go ahead. Shoot me. Just wow. do it. Yeah. She was just like, do it. Whatever. Just, just fucking shoot me. Whatever. So they end up arresting her and like covering her in a sheet. You take her to a cop car on the way to jail. She ends up getting out of her handcuffs. And there's footage of this whole ride in this cop car. And so the cop transporting her has to stop and like recuff Houdini, who somehow got out of these. And they end up putting the cuffs behind her back this time. They had her cuffed in the front? Yeah. And then they put shackles on her feet as well. But she just like booped right out of them and like took the sheet off. So she's just naked like. Like ah. one of my talents is super skinny hands and wrists. Yeah. yeah I don't know what the fuck her deal was. Wow. Clearly super mental illness here. Yeah. Definitely not thinking rationally. Definitely not acting rationally. Yeah. Which makes me sad because she's clearly not in her right mind. She didn't right. have the help that she needed. I mean, I don't condone that. I mean, she straight up murdered DK. I don't condone that. Right. But she's not right. She's not right in the head. We'll get to it. That like okay. mental health is like a huge factor in this and it's yeah. unfortunate. She was like just obviously acting very strange with the cop that was driving her. She was just like, do you have bullets in your gun? Would you shoot me in the head? Wow. And he's just like, no, it's not really my jam, whatever. And it was just very strange. So they get her to the jail. They give her some clothes. They put her in an interrogation room. And this case is like super unique to me because every piece of it is documented on video from like her social media and then the actual like footage of the murder, the footage of her being arrested, the footage of her in the cop car, the footage in the interrogation room. Like you can see like every step of this and it's really really wild so you just don't always get that so to just see like all of these pieces is like wow okay anyway during the interrogation her weirdness just rolls right on the detectives were asking her questions and she's just like looking up around the room like she's like admiring the fucking stars or something it's it's very strange she just like seems really distracted and out of it and they ask her why she committed the crimes, and she just men mentions the lottery tickets. Winning that jackpot was just her absolute goal in life, and that was her reasoning for doing it. So they, the police search Kyle's home. They find 80 of these lottery tickets. None of them were winners, by the way. Mm. Keys to the stolen Kia, a white hoodie, and sunglasses that match the ones that were worn in the surveillance footage. While searching the stolen vehicle, they found black boots with red duct tape on the soles, mm. more lottery tickets, the black duffel bag, in it, and like the duffel bag had the roll of red duct tape in it, latex gloves with pieces of the red duct tape on them, the airsoft pistol and knife. It was all just like right there. They also find Christopher, the guy that she stole the car from, his wallet and credit card were in the car. Oh my God, I forgot about Christopher and how she actually got the Kia. Okay. Yeah. And so as far as searches go, let's just say this was like a raging fucking success. They got like 
a I lot mean, of smoking guns, if you will. Yeah. And so these items were sent for testing, and DK's blood was found on the knife, the latex gloves, and the roll of tape. Sky's DNA wow. was found on the inside of the latex gloves. So this was like some real damning evidence. And she was charged with 11 different crimes. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's some serious shit right there. Like, she just was like, I'm going to go big or go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so during her pretrial hearings, she had to wear a shock belt, which I didn't know was a thing. Uh, but it's like a dog shock it, collar. I was going to say, is that like a dog shock collar? Yeah, like, but you wear it around your waist. And I'm assuming this, is, this was because she was like a flight risk and her behavior was just kind of all over the goddamn place. And unpredictable. So, they don't know what yeah. they're going to get from her. Yeah. yeah. So she had cut her hair off. She looked totally different. Jesus. Like at the time of the crimes and before this occurred, she'd had her hair longer and curly and dyed blonde. And then, like, once these, like, hearings took place, she, her head was basically just shaved. She looked like a totally different person. And her family had come to her defense, and they'd requested a psych evaluation. They said that mental illness had, you know, been in their family and that she hadn't been taking medication. Okay, so she had been prescribed mental illness medication. Right, but she just never took it. She wasn't taking it. Okay. Yeah. And... It was found that she was, like, fit to stand trial, so things proceed. Okay, so she wasn't insane. Nope. And so, like, during the trial, the the prosecution obviously had a pretty solid case. There was tons of evidence. They yeah. had witnesses. There was, like, video surveillance of the crimes being committed. Kind of a slam dunk. Yeah. The defense argued that Skye had been targeted by Kyle and his friend Keisha Jones and that they had framed her and set her up for these crimes. They said that Kyle was a drug and sex addict and had lured Sky to Georgia with promises of making it big in the mu- music industry. Keisha and Sky were both tall and slim and had really similar builds. So the defense tried to sell the jury that Keisha actually committed these crimes. Yikes. Yeah. So that that was like just all that they had was basically like, no, it wasn't her. Reasonable doubt, reasonable doubt, you know. I always wonder, like, as a defense attorney, like, how do you, like, I get they're trying to do their job. Their job is to get somebody off. Yeah. And I don't mean in the good way. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, their job is to exonerate or, like, get an acquittal or get a not guilty. But then, like, especially in this case, you've got so much video evidence. You've got so much physical evidence and forensics forensic evidence um how do you as a defense attorney sleep at night do you know what i mean like yeah no i totally agree i i couldn't do it i couldn't do it they they really fought that like since the killer's face was obstructed in the footage from the store that there was just too much reasonable doubt to possibly convict sky of the crimes not sure how you would explain you know the gloves with her dna on the inside and See, that's the thing. Outside. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's kind of all, I mean, when you have forensic evidence like that, I think you're pretty clear on who the perpetrator was. Yeah. And then, you know, there was just like her crazy behavior during the arrest. And she basically like was like, you caught me red handed. I mean, that's pretty much a confession at that point. So Kyle ended up taking the stand during the trial and said that Sky talked constantly about winning the lottery specifically the $500 a week sweepstakes. He talked 
about all of her strange behaviors and said that the night before the murder, he had been walking by her room and she was putting the red duct tape on the soles of her boots. And he was like, uh, what, what are you doing? And she said, the less, you know, the better. And just kind of left it at that. At that point, she just been just acting so strange, you know, that he didn't really think much of it and just was like, whatever, it's Sky. I'm going to let it go. Sky's cousin, Candace, the one that she was super Mm -hmm. close to, testified for the defense and said that Sky's changes, you know, in her behavior were all due to Kyle. Mm. That since he had promised to help her music career, things had just really gone south for her. That once Mm. in Georgia, she started drinking more and was doing a lot of MDMA, which is ecstasy i guess they oh. probably did that sounded on occasion. like street fighter yeah cage match or something yeah mma and so she said that sky would not be capable of committing the crimes and that they had to have been done by keisha jones so the defense had her trying okay. to also mm-hmm. steer the jury that way and during the trial sky herself was just acting wonky as hell she was laughing at certain times like during certain testimony she was waving like blowing kisses to people in the courtroom she just like was not grasping the seriousness of the situation it was like a five-year-old in a board meeting you're just like (laughs) okay sit and be quiet like what the fuck are you doing so she had been evaluated by a psychologist named dr samuel perry And he was brought in by the defense prior to her competency hearing. And he'd had her admitted to the hospital where he could really monitor her like in a controlled environment and not just visit her in jail. Like Mm -hmm. he really wanted to see what she was up to. During the trial, he stated that her competency was never in doubt because she was always aware of the charges against her and the punishment that she was facing. So that was never in question. While she was hospitalized, she showed no signs of psychosis or behavioral disturbances. But based on her judgment and impulses, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and a possible personality disorder. It's almost like she didn't care. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what to think about that. Yeah, it was it was very bizarre. So she was like, by their standards, like fully aware of what she was facing. So like I said before, she was competent to stand trial. Is that the same as knowing right from wrong? Yeah. She was fully aware of the punishment, what she was being charged with. She just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And and because of that, she wow. was basically cleared to go to mm-hmm. a regular like prison if she Like was she found understood guilty. what was happening. She yeah. And it care. wasn't like if she was found guilty, she was gonna go to a mental hospital. She was gonna go she to was prison. gonna go to prison. Yeah. Okay. So Sky's father, whose name is Mario Mims, took the stand to, again, just kind of reiterate that they had a family history of mental health issues and specifically bipolar disorder and paranoid schizophrenia ran in their family. Interesting. And he said that within months prior to the murder, he had actually taken Sky to a hospital in Michigan after she was showing some like severe signs of mental illness Sky checked herself out against the advice of doctors at the facility. And he said that America needs to pay attention to their children, just as I was doing before this happened. Totally agree. I'm sure he feels an immense amount of guilt, even though he did the right thing by recognizing like her behaviors and what was going on and taking her to get help. 
But you can't force an adult to stay and get the care that they need. So it's just really frustrating. Like this could have been prevented if she would have stayed and gotten the help she needs. And this just happens like way too fucking often. That's the thing. Like, so she's an adult. She's a very young yeah. adult. But at the end of the day, she's legally a, an adult. You can't force an adult to do anything. Right. It's just like, ah. So as the trial rolled on, the prosecution brought in one of the clerks from one of the other convenience stores that Sky had visited the night of the murder. He said that she just walked into the store, asked how much money was in the register, and if they had a safe. Just totally chill questions, you know. They also brought in a customer who was in the store at the time of the murder. He said he could hear a man and a woman arguing, and then it just stopped. Another customer had come in um, to the store after the attack. They said that Sky had walked out of the back room and told everyone in the store that they needed to leave, that they were closing early. And she also spoke with a really horrible Indian accent, which, which made things even more strange and like stood out even more to the people that she encountered. And I think she told some people that, like, she was DK's wife and that they were, like, having an argument or something. Like, that's why she was using this accent. I don't know. So in her mind, she was trying to lodge. There's no logic about it. But in her mind, if her mind isn't right, she's trying to logically explain. Yeah, she's just covering her tracks, but doing it really poorly. Wow. And an advisor from the detention center where Skye was being held testified that they had a lot of issues with her and that she was going on hunger strikes. She was acting out. She was throwing poop, which makes me like, yeah, she was, she was throwing poop. She was throwing poop. Yeah. Just not great. Not great. You know, I've always said that if reincarnation is real, I want to come back as a monkey. Yep. Cause I want to throw fucking feces everywhere and have it be like, what are you going to do? She's a monkey. What else? what they do so the prosecution also pointed out that the night of the murder sky posted on twitter twitter um excuse me it's called x (sighs) it's called x now james i didn't know that yeah you didn't know mr musk he changed it from twitter to x oh well at the time it was twitter okay that's fair that's fair so The night of the murder, Sky posted on Twitter, or what was Twitter at the time. I like it. I like it. With a one-word tweet that just said, knowledge. Okay. Okay, Sky. So for her, it was just like, life went on, and uh, she killed a man, and she just didn't seem remorseful at all. So the prosecution had like a super, super strong case against Sky, and the defense was just still trying to like place blame where they couldn't be like, well, they have similar builds. It must have been Keisha. Mm. But with less than an hour of deliberation from the jury, Sky was found guilty on 11 different counts. Mm-hmm. These included like malice murder, felony murder, aggravated assault, possession of a knife during the commission of a felony. Like there were just all these different charges. And she was eventually sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole Mm. due to the history of mental illness, her being so young and her clean criminal history prior to the crimes. The prosecution did not push for the death penalty. Okay. 
She was also charged and sentenced for the theft of the car that she stole in Detroit, but that was actually dropped after a successful appeal. Um, the Georgia Supreme Court dropped that since the theft of the vehicle in Michigan was unrelated to the crimes mm. in Georgia. But the remaining charges still stood and she'll, it didn't affect. Like it took like 10 years off of the time, but she still is serving like two life sentences and God Wait only a knows how many years. I mean, I get that she stole the car in Michigan, but she wouldn't have been able to get to that convenience store if it weren't for the car. Right. So how are they not connected? I don't know. Well, if she's serving two life sentences at this point, what's the point? She is in prison and I'm sure she is just wrapping her fucking ass off to all the other inmates, which either makes her probably like the coolest inmate or the most annoying. I'm not sure. Is she getting what I, I want to say serviced, but that is not the right word. I mean, she may be. Is she on medication for her clearly bipolar disorder, delusional disorder, whatever, bipolar or uh, personality disorder, whatever it is? Is, it, is she on? Do you know if she's getting the help? I would assume so, because based on the testimony from the person at the previous detention center and how much of an unmodel inmate she was, I would assume that they would be like, she needs to be medicated in order for us to be able to to even keep her in jobs. line. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, I, I don't, I don't think she should ever get out. I don't think she is safe to be in society clearly with her behavior unmedicated. I feel so torn about this. DK lost his life. The poor guy was just trying to make a living. He in no way, no nobody deserves to be murdered. But for God's sakes, he is like the epitome of innocence in this. Right, yeah. But she was not right. No. And I feel so conflicted because she did not get the help and the medication that she needed. And unfortunately, when your brain isn't operating the way that it needs to, and this is the the whole like, should she be held accountable and responsible for her actions? She should. She took somebody's life. She was deemed competent. Yeah. What a, what a damn shame. What a, what a loss of two lives. Yeah. And for Which, what? For what? Lottery tickets? Just nothing. Like it, this is like, that's why I said it. This is just one of those cases that like, like nothing came of it. Just loss. Untold loss. Poor DK. I know, right? And his family. Man. And he was so young. He was only what? You, you said 37? 37, yeah. I struggled a little bit with that one. It seemed so unnecessary, but mm -hmm. but I mean, all murder is unnecessary. Don't get me wrong. Don't come after me. All murder is unnecessary. But this right. one in particular, clearly there was a mental health issue. Like really loudly. Yeah. Noticeable. Yeah, for sure fuck yeah and it's like if she just could have gotten the help or stayed on the meds that she'd been recommended or prescribed yeah. and this might not have happened yeah and it's just kind of a running theme with a lot of crimes it's just undiagnosed mental health and yeah that is the unfortunate story of the murder of dk shahari my heart is heavy i'm glad you <sighs> told that one though because you know, let's keep DK's memory, right? 
Yeah. He didn't deserve this. He was just trying to make a living. And I mean, also be like a good example of why if you think somebody is struggling like in your life with mental illness and they need help, like be the one that reaches out. Be an advocate. Yeah. Yeah. And if you see something, say something. Exactly. So well thank you everyone for listening. As always, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Wherever you listen to your podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. If you have any suggestions, case ideas, comments, questions, anything, send us an email to crimehotelpod at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for your support and for listening. We love you. So much. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, goodbye, Carrie. So long, Jamie. I love you so hard still. (laughs) It's not going to (laughs) stop. It gets harder and harder. (laughs) Yeah. I love you harder than bourbon. What? Yeah. Do we have any cheese? It's unisex. This is perfect. I have to have so many parties now. That'd be cool. What in the fuck is going on here? (laughs) I heard giggles. That's all right. I'm poor. I'm very poor. Holy hell. And I look pretty cool. It is. What's it's eels? Boop, boop, boop.